0: taking ship a guided cruise through dumbest timeline America. I'm Ellie Jacobs, out of prison on furlough, and I can heartily admit that my bracket has been busted since before I actually put it together. Frank Spring is off this week, positioning himself to become the Prime Minister of Great Britain and finally fix Brexit, but I am joined by the right Honorable Maggie Moore. Hi, Maggie.
1: Hey, Ellie. Um, And this is the part of the intro where I beg y'all to subscribe to the show and rate us. Uh, Seriously, though. Um, Leaving comments, both positive and negative, help others find the show. Or honestly, it could deter other people from listening, depending on, you know, what the flavor of your comment is. Yeah, you're really way, helping your
0: neighbor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> truly. Um, either way, just take a few minutes uh, and leave your thoughts. Also, while you're at it, you can give us a follow on Twitter at, at taking ship and that ship with a P as in precious. Uh, you can follow me at Maggie M012, Ellie at @elliejacobs, Ellie Jacobs. And if you want to, Frank at, at @frankspring.
0: Yeah. So we thought we'd try something a little different and attempt to have a podcast not about politics at all this week. We've said we are a political podcast. We are a podcast about political culture and cultural politics, but we've been very, very light on the culture. So we're going to see how long we can actually go without talking politics starting now.
1: Wait, so I can't bring up anything political?
0: Well, uh, if it's related to culture, yes, which uh, obviously in Dumbest Timeline America, they're so intertwined. They're basically Siamese twins, but...
1: We're all living theatrically in everyday life. Yes. Truly. Well, all right. So trying to steer then away from something, I don't know that we're not going to do something too political yet. I think the second thing will be a little bit more political. But um, I would love um, to hear from you, Ellie, um, about pieces of culture or pop culture um, where you were really late to the party, but you're glad that you showed up. So like everyone was watching it or talking about it. Like it seemed really popular and you just weren't, quite on board yet. Um, but then you finally got on board. So what was that piece for you? And what took you so long?
0: Right. So I mean, I also, um, I also have like certain parts of culture that I have specifically avoided and will continue to avoid like Harry Potter, just completely. What? I've just decided it's not going to be a part of my life. Well, it's life. not
1: made for you then. Yeah, we don't like, want you.
0: Like didn't read the books, didn't see any of the movies, have no interest. Fine.
1: No one can uh, tell, but I'm wearing a Harry Potter shirt right now. Um, <laughs> so I want to like confirm for for the folks at home wearing a um, Harry Potter
0: shirt. I've never seen Ghost, and I've never seen Dirty Dancing.
1: Um, Ghost is weird for like race reasons, but Dirty Dancing is the best.
0: And I've never seen any of like the Molly Ringwald movies. What? Yeah. Th- these are just things that I like. was late, so late to the game that I've just decided I'm not going to catch up. I'm fine.
1: You haven't seen The Breakfast Club? No. You haven't seen Pretty in Pink? No. St. Elmo's Fire? No. 16 Candles? No. Ellie!
0: I'm just saying, like, John Hughes might be really good, but it's just, you know, I didn't do it. But yeah. things that I was, that I did actually come late to the game on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most recent one is Shit's Creek, which is, like, mm. really, really enjoyable. Um, and I'm not, like, a huge Eugene Levy fan, but I, I'm, like, really finding it fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the other big one is Parks and Rec, which I didn't touch until it was already off the air.
1: Right. Um,
0: and then, I mean, like, reaching back farther... Um, I'm like I got crazy into the wire, but also when it was already off the air. And I tried getting into it when it was still on the air and I just didn't like I didn't get I didn't get into it and then I was like, ah, eh, fine, whatever. And then uh at the height of the recession when I was about to lose my job and I was just kind of sitting in my office counting down the days until I was like officially cut off. Uh I just sat there like this was a Netflix would just send you three C three discs at a time. And I think each, uh, yes. each I remember disc, those days. Each disc had like three episodes. So I was Mm -hmm. just like tearing through discs and then it finally got to be the last one and the disc never showed up. And like I had it all time perfectly where like it was just a constant stream. So I could basically like people who recall being unemployed during the recession, like there was just nothing to do. So I had it like Mm -hmm. I was just constantly watching and like new discs were coming at the right, like the exact right time. And then the last disc never showed up. So I called Netflix and I rushed a new one. So it was fine. But it was like three days where I was like pulling my hair out. Like what happens next? <laughs> and then I'm sitting there at Shabbat dinner that Friday night and an open Netflix pack comes flying under my, under my apartment door. One of my neighbors had taken it. I like, I lost my mind. It was like one of these moments of like is collapsing. I have no job. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And some motherfucker in my building stole my wire disc
1: Literally everything was not coming at Millhouse
0: for you. No, it was not. But I, th- I think a lot of people were in those boats. So I would say like Parks and Rec and Schitt's Creek are the two mm-hmm. most recent ones. I mean, Parks and Rec, I think I tore through like um, two years ago. But Schitt's Creek is a new one. Um, I think that's like that's like the big one, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, I am I have similar ones. So like I also have recently gotten into to Schitt's Creek. And like it took several friends to... From different corners of my life, to me, and for some reason, which my friends will will know this, um, for some reason, it is really difficult to get me to start a new thing. I'm super resistant to starting new shows. Um, I prefer my like pop culture media consumption to feel deeply comforting so like a, like a comfort food so i know what i'm going to get i know what i'm expect so it's it takes a lot for me to start a new show um but several people recommended chits creek to me and i've um i've finished the first season uh and it is an absolute fucking delight it is so funny and it makes me just wish that you know hollywood knew what to do more with Catherine o'hara because yeah. she was amazing in Home Alone, a yeah. classic, and she is so good in this show. Like it, she's criminally, she's been criminally underused for years. Yeah. So I'm Chris, very Chris excited. Elliot, Chris, uh, Elliot
0: on Chris Elliott, yeah. one Chris Elliott, those guys who's just like everything he's ever been in is hilarious, but he's just not kind of in enough. And maybe, maybe that's a good thing. Like maybe somebody like him overexposed is, would not work, but. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I, I totally agree. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, the show, um, the show was able to sort of end on its own terms. So I know that that like season six is going to be its last season, which is like fine. Um, so, you know, it didn't run, go on for too long. Um, but the other show, uh, that I have gotten into that people have been a big fan of for a while is Brooklyn nine, nine, uh, also from the yeah. Mike sure averse as uh parks and rec. It's definitely something that, um, people have been recommending it to me for a while and again very resistant to watching it um i have was also a little apprehensive to get into a show with andy sandberg um i find him i thought i would find him more annoying than i actually do watching the show i think that the show has let him grow up as a person and he's really he's really not the lonely island boy that i thought he was going to be um, <laughs> On the show, which is so, so irritating. Like him on SNL was so annoying to me. So I really didn't want to like get on that ride, but he's, um, as the, as a performer, he's grown up a bit, so I don't mind watching him then.
0: Yeah. It's one of those shows that everybody has said I I would really enjoy Frank spring included. And I just haven't started it. I know I probably will at some point. And it's like, I'm very happy when I catch an episode on an airplane, Mm -hmm. but we'll, we'll we'll dive into it at some point.
1: Yeah, I mean it's similar to Parks and Recs. It has very little to do with the workplace that they're that they're in, and it has a lot more to do with the character. So as you get to know them, it's their dynamic that you right. care the most about. Um, similar again, like similar to Parks and Rec, like you want to see what Donna and Ron are going to do together because that's such a weird combo. It's right. the, it's the same thing uh, for for Nine Nine, and like Chelsea Peretti is on it. She is so so funny. That is a family of like theatrical and like cinematic and comedic geniuses, which is so unfair. Like you can't have them be married. You can't have Jordan Peele and Chelsea Peretti be married. It's not fair. It's not fair for the rest of us. We're not as creative as them. And we never yeah. will
0: be. Yeah. Those kids are going to come out very talented. I oh
1: my God. They're going to be, off the charts it's gonna be great
0: yeah i really Um, i also really enjoy andre Brower, like in everything oh my
1: god andre Brower is so good um there's an episode which i won't tell you why um but he's wearing a tank top that's uh with a pineapple on it that just says like slut (laughs) in one of the episodes it's so funny um so yes and there's occasional guest star on the show um cheddar which is a corgi um, and an all-around very good boy. So highly, <laughs> highly recommend if you all haven't started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine to, to do it. You will not be sorry. Half-hour episodes are great. They're over before you know it.
0: Half-hour episodes are phenomenal. The mm-hmm. wife and I just got through uh, the new, the newest and final season of Catastrophe, and uh, that's a fine show.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually haven't watched that one because I have been... I don't... I hadn't even been... I didn't have an Amazon Prime. I still don't. I use my friends. Yeah. Okay. Um it? But it's, it's not like a media source that I think of a lot to go for right. shows um, is Amazon Prime. Um, but the other show that I started recently, um, it's, it's a little less being liked to the party because it hasn't been out very long, um, is Big Mouth. That show is disgusting and it's hilarious. It's disgusting in like a, in like a middle school boy I don't even think going I going through it puberty is. kind of way so it's a show uh, Nick Kroll is the executive producer sure. um, so Nick Kroll and John Mulaney are the main characters they voice the main characters uh, but it was written by or conceived by um, I think Nick Kroll and Jesse Klein folks that knew each other in middle school mm-hmm. um, and it's about like a group of friends oh um, I heard
0: them talking I heard Nick Kroll yeah. talking about this in an interview
1: it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. weird I know what it it's is. so yeah. weird uh and they're like they're middle school age you know like they're sixth seventh grade and like the boys are going through puberty and Maya Rudolph plays a hormone monster and it's like yeah it's yeah, yeah yeah and it's gross as fuck but it is really really neat. Um, yeah, 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 so
0: I'm and very I can excited listen to my
1: Rudolph talk any day of the week truth honestly truth
0: I'm very excited that Veep and Barry come back tonight I, I enjoy both of those programs very much
1: See, I had to stop watching Veep because it was so cringeworthy. Like I had yeah. to look away. Like I would hide in my my couch watching it, and I was yeah. like, I can't. This is like torture.
0: Yeah, uh, and as we it. as we know, Chris Liu said it is uh, more realistic than most other political shows.
1: Right. Oh God. Which like doesn't give me doesn't give me any hope. Although that show does have some of the best insults.
0: Oh, they're phenomenal.
1: Oh my God, they're so great. Like every once in a while, if I just need a laugh, I look up a super cut. Yeah. of insults on youtube yeah. and i always leave feeling happier than when i came
0: yeah they are they, they're they're pieces of they're like artwork it because some of them will take like 20 seconds to develop and then you're just like i cannot believe they just said that
1: exactly exactly like oh like what uh what's his name jonah the really tall guy
0: Yeah.
1: one of my favorite jokes is um julie who looks at him and goes you like to have sex and travel and he's like oh yes ma'am yes i do she goes then why don't you fuck off
0: yeah <laughs> Which, well,
1: she, like, I honest, wish I could talk like that, you know, in my everyday she, life.
0: Yeah, she called somebody um, a dildo made out of croissant. Like, it's not going to get the job done. It's just going to make a mess.
1: Yeah, she's like, working with you is like using a dildo, a croissant as a dildo. Right. makes a fucking mess, and it doesn't work. It's like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, it's it's intense. And Barry, if if people aren't into Barry, um, and I know some people have, like, Bill Hader issues, but it's phenomenal. And um What's yeah, that one about? He's this uh he's a hitman who like gets into acting and it's uh uh what's his name from Happy Days is on it, whose name is like, Winkler. Yeah, Henry Winkler's in it yeah. and he's phenomenal. There's just and there's all these other characters that are just so strange and hilarious that it it's it's very enjoyable.
1: Uh Brad City also wrapped up It Ended uh, its series, which um, is sad because that show is so good and I've never seen a better show about friendship uh, than Broad City. But if y'all like that, give that a rewatch. Go go all the way back to the beginning. Why not? I do that all the time. I think that's part of my problem with consuming new media is that I just find media that I already know that I like and start it over.
0: <laughs> right. So I actually have an interesting interesting thing about that. Um, when the Western Starting is on... Over. Yeah, when the West Wing was on, I was obviously very into it. And then, for a while, they had, they had um, they would have re- they they would do reruns. Like this is like mid mid two thousands. They would do like like eight AM and eight thir- and nine AM reruns on like Bravo or something like mm. that. And, and I, again, talking about the long period of time when many people, including myself, were unemployed, like we would just watch West Wing reruns, and it was delightful. I tried rewatching an episode. A few months ago, more than a few months ago, maybe like a year ago, because there was like a specific idea or something that they mentioned in it that like was triggered in my head for an op ed that I was writing for that I was writing for a client and like it triggered something and I wanted to like hear how they talked about it so I could figure Mm -hmm. out the concept a little bit better. So I had to like speed watch like three episodes because I didn't remember exactly which one it was. I eventually found it and then like continued watching the episode and I just walked away like this is un. I just walked away with the, like thinking this is unwatchable. And I have gone back to it a couple times to like, try to watch another episode because I was like, this was such a good show. Like this was just a good show. Mm-hmm. And I've just walked away each time being like, I-, I can't watch this. And I don't know, it's because I watched too much of it or mm. in the last, I don't know, uh, dozen years I've become much more exposed to to politics and like it's just so removed from any realm of reality or Aaron Sorkin annoys the crap out of me like I don't know which thing Mm -hmm. it is but I've just found it to become unwatchable which is weird oh
1: yeah well I think that also then is a good no it's not weird it's not weird but but I do think it's a good segue then into our second pop culture topic which is uh, unpopular Pop culture opinions. One could say maybe a hot take pop culture opinion, which could get political. Could. Um, But I feel like then with, you know, um, so out of what you just said about West Wing, there there are two potential things in there. One is the West Wing is a bad show. Um, Mm -hmm. The second could be around like, you know, having a state, like feeling it negatively about rewatching something. Like, like I don't like, don't rewatch your favorite shows. Mm-hmm. it might ruin them for you.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Does you only feel that about way about West wing?
0: Honestly, I think it's really just about West wing. Um, and I don't know that there are, I, I haven't gone back and rewatched like any of the wire. I don't think like mm-hmm. I've watched clips from here, like every now and again, I'm, like I'll pull up a clip on YouTube. like, you, you know, everybody goes down YouTube holes and like, I'll go down a YouTube hole and, you know, find something enjoyable and, and, you know, trigger memories. Mm-hmm. Um, I have rewatched Deadwood. I know Frank rewatches it like almost every year. Um, And the movie is coming out, uh, I think, in May, which is just super exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never gone back and watched any Breaking Bad episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, like Parks and Rec, I go back and rewatch episodes all the time. Like, I'll just have it on in the background. I'm folding laundry or something because it's something that like, you know, I'll chuckle and not really have to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. Uh, same with Seinfeld. Um trying to think if there's like other stuff that I like regularly re- rewatch and nothing's really coming to mind. I mean, I can watch Patriot Games or Star Wars or Indiana Jones like at any time. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, you know, those are also less Star Wars and some of Indiana Jones. That is stuff that does not age well. Um, uh, just like West well, is not aging well. Like, no, it's not. It's not. Um, but, yeah, some of the some of the Indiana Jones movies don't age super well in terms of, like, how they treat female protagonists or the, you know, the race of the other folks that they are up against.
0: Yeah. Well, out I mean, there. the Nazis are never great, but, yeah. I I, I, oh, hear like, just, I
1: mean, like, Temple of Doom, you know? Yeah. Like, the people that are there, it's like, chilled monkey brains, come on now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that's that's very true. But, like,
1: no, Nazis are never good and will never age well. And they weren't even well at the time. Like,
0: no, never absolutely.
1: good. Never um, good. Never, literally never good. I mean... I think, um, I, I mean, I watch stuff, rewatch stuff all the time. And I do think that it's nice to go back every once in a while with, with fresh eyes and be willing to be critical of your faves because all your faves are problematic as they say on the Twitters. Um, but like I, you know, I was really, really into West Wing and, um, I was a little too young to watch it when it was on the air. Um, But I watched it with my mom a lot. Like we watched the DVDs and like um, it was something that we would do together, which is nice. Um, But if I'm being honest, I I learned a lot about how the American political system actually worked. Um, I did the IB program in my high school. So it was international focused and less like this is how Congress works. This is how the Senate works. But so I learned a lot of that stuff. And it's also how I start learn to interpret the news. So I would like read about Secretary of State or like, you know, someone's chief of staff. And I could correlate that to a West Wing character. So it helped me understand right. like what was actually going on and what I was reading. Um and it was w- also one of the first shows that uh, my boyfriend and I watched all the way through together because we both really loved it. And so like that was also nice. So like I have an emotional connection to it. But when I go back and watch it, I'm like, this is this is bad, this is just Aaron Sorkin thinking that a good old monologue can fix everyone's problems, which like, yeah. no, it can't. But like a young Rob Lowe is fun to look at now and again. Um, yeah. so, I'm, so I'm with you in that regard that like I have an emotional bond to it, but I am 100% here for being critical of West Wing. Like, I will, like yes, more of that, please. Yeah. Um, and I think for me then, one of my maybe controversial opinions, but I think honestly at this point, Some people are also feeling this way. Uh, My unpopular pop culture opinion is that superhero movies are fucking trash. I hate them. I hate all of them.
0: The vast majority. Not all of them. Pretty crap. The
1: vast majority I fucking hate. I like Black Panther. I liked Wonder Woman. Um, I think that's all she wrote.
0: Now that you bring up Wonder Woman, can I ask? uh, I have not seen um, Captain Marvel but it doesn't seem to be having the same kind of like cultural breakthrough. Everybody's talking about it is like so such a big thing and, and differentiating from everything else that Wonder Woman was. Is that just because Wonder Woman came out and like broke the glass ceiling and it's different? Or is Captain Marvel just like, oh, it's another Marvel movie? Fuck that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. So I have seen both. Um, I think there is a little bit of um I think there's a little bit of what I call the girls problem going on. The girls problem meaning the HBO show girls in that when we only have one or two of the thing, that mm-hmm. thing, that movie, that show has to be all the things to all the people. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on something like wonder woman or captain Marvel to be this like standard bearer piece of pop culture that demonstrates, you know, that's just, that's supposed to represent all the things that women want out of like a superhero movie or to see themselves in, in pop culture. And sometimes they're just not that. Um, I do think there's, a very different story being told in Wonder Woman versus being told in um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel yeah. follows a little bit more of a, like, traditional superhero origin story, but I don't... I think that the message of Captain Marvel is much more subtle than Wonder Woman was. So hmm. Wonder Woman... Um, so, like, the, the things that she has to overcome... Uh, the character arcs are really different. Um, so Captain Marvel, you know, is already this badass um, fighter person, and she basically realizes that she's been lied to her whole life. She's been gaslit, uh, and she has to overcome that sort of mental torment as opposed to defeating a big World War One baddie uh, in a in a major explosive kind of way. And so it's a lot. Wonder Woman is her like discovering her power. Mm-hmm. um captain marvel also discovers her power but she also has to like discover that she's been lied to and discover to trust her own instincts and voice which i think right. is a little less the thing for wonder woman um but i think i think people are having a harder time relating to captain marvel which i did at first thinking back on it like i actually really enjoyed captain marvel um but i also think that the filmmakers had a hard time making the choice about who they wanted carol danvers to be is she like funny and quippy is she um, like a tough, like straight-laced badass? Um, is she like struggling between her human identity and her like alien identity? Like they kind of did a bunch. They tried a bunch of things, hmm. and Wonder Woman was a very clear character from the start. Right, it was Diana. Like that was it. Right. Um, I don't really think they knew what to do with Carol Danvers personally, huh. and that's my Captain Marvel monologue.
0: Interesting. <laughs> I, I probably won't see it in the theater because, you know, 16-month-old baby, we don't really go to the movies.
1: Uh, Want to hear a fun fact? So uh, my boyfriend watched um, Us the other night. I did not go because I'm a chicken shit. I'll probably go <laughs> eventually. Um, but <laughs> when he when he got back, so the movie started at like eight thirty nine 9 o'clock. He texted me when the movie got out at like 11.30 that someone brought a baby to the theater.
0: Huh. brought a
1: baby to an r-rated movie that started at nine that's that's, crazy
0: i mean like i bring my baby to bars but i wouldn't do that
1: like i i don't mind seeing other bars at all but yes exactly it's like a social activity but like the whole point of going to a movie is that you don't talk right and it's a horror movie and it's so late like i was asleep i was asleep before that baby was asleep
0: yeah that's not great it's not yeah. great. So, actually, you, you asked before about something I was like reluctant to get into. So, get out. Yeah. Um, I saw pretty. I like. I I didn't see it until it was already on HBO. Mm. Uh, I didn't see it in like. Everybody's talking.
1: Also afraid of horror movies.
0: I am not a fan of horror movies, so I have no doubt that that was part of it. But I was just also. I don't know. I just. I, I think it was more the horror movie than anything else that I was just like, eh. I don't. I don't need to see this, and I'm kind of the same way with us. Although, I saw a headline review of it. Um, I think it was an Esquire. Or I don't remember where it was, but it was about how it's all a comment. It's a commentary on generation X, which intrigued me because I feel like my generation X like is largely ignored and it's kind of jumping from baby boomers, fucking everything up to millennials being pricks. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see it from that perspective, but I don't know if I'm, uh, how do I not Frady cat enough to go see it in the theater?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm of two minds. One, I think going to see it in a theater can improve and make you feel le- like make. I'm saying you, I should refer to myself in this instance. Seeing us in a theater to me would be beneficial for the following reasons. One, I would feel less embarrassed by the like physical like reactions and auditory reactions I have because other people are having them too. And if, right. if I'm by myself or if I'm with like one or two other people, it's kind of embarrassing, at least for me. <laughs> the second thing is that I don't want to watch a horror movie in the safety of my home. My home is supposed to be uh... safe. I do not want to introduce this so that when I like into my home, so that when I get up in the middle of the night to get a glass of water or go to the bathroom. Right. All I can think about is like whatever creepy character like coming into my house. I'm like, no, thank you. So like, I'd rather do that in a public space than in my private space personally.
0: That's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. want
1: to do that. Um, I definitely do. I would probably need to see it with someone who's already seen it.
0: Oh, interesting. I heard it's
1: way spookier than get out. Um, So I'm a little bit scared, scared about that. Did you go see a quiet place? Speaking of, parties. I did
0: not, but we did talk about that at some point about being the perfect, length of a movie Uh, a couple of months Mm. ago I guess we talked about that right Um, I have not seen it and I think the reason I have not seen it is um, partially the same reason I haven't watched Roma yet is that like when I actually finally sit down to watch TV I, I have I spend so much time during the day reading and staring at screens reading that reading subtitles is just not what I'm like, I, I have like the stomach for generally. Uh, like, we started, mm-hmm. my wife and I started watching Roma, and I was just like, Julie, I, I can't, I can't read right now. I just, because we're also like that's lying fair. in bed watching it on an iPad. Like, we're not watching it on the TV because the baby's sleeping. So it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not like big letters. Um, yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons that I haven't actually sat down to watch A Quiet Place. The other one is uh, I am not a horror movie fan and I am a Frady Cat. And like, yeah. I was really intrigued by the, like super intrigued by the concept when I saw the first commercial and like read about it. And then I was just like, eh. and then like the second commercial came out that was way creepier. And I was just like, I I don't know that I can do this.
1: That's fair. So I, as as a, what I can tell you is that it does, so a lot of the movie is silent Like, there's a lot of the movie that, like, no one is talking. You don't need to read anything. It's all about the sound design, which produces a lot of the anxiety. Right. Um, There's a lot of, and it's very tense. There's a lot of tension in the movie. Um, And there's definitely a, a decent amount of jump scares. The one thing why I would say maybe you wouldn't enjoy it. Um, is because it is so family centric. I would imagine as a parent, it would be hard to watch.
0: I think that was the other thing. Like the whatever commercial it had that like had um, whatever her name is like giving birth in a bathtub in the basement yep. while trying to be quiet and was just blend. like yeah. yeah, it was just a little too much because yeah. when it came out, my baby was only a couple months old, and I was just like, can't can't do it. nope. Can't. I mean,
1: and there's there's a lot of like, what would you sacrifice for your family? Like, what right. are you willing to give up for your family? Um, and it's devastating. So like that might not you know yeah. work for you or it might like really touch a nerve in a way that you don't like so i would
0: yeah. say like i would
1: probably pass that one. Read, I have, that one i have, found that, I have <laughs> found that my
0: appetites for entertainment and that kind of stuff has certainly changed since the since the since the kid
1: since batgirl yeah for yeah. sure which totally get it um i well do you have any do you have another unpopular opinion um or i'm happy to serve up another one of mine
0: um Let's let's hear yours because I've kind of like spouted a couple of mine in 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 already.
1: All right. Well, I don't know if it will be unpopular. It's more of just like something that I think people should start embracing is that American TV shows should structure themselves like British TV shows. Yes. Um. So like six to eight episodes.
0: Yes. Huge fan. Yeah. Huge fan.
1: Christmas specials. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. That like I just I think. Shows, I mean, I'm a little bit guilty because I actually do still watch the show, but shows like Grey's Anatomy, they Mm -hmm. have been going for a zillion years, 15, 16 seasons. Grey's Anatomy has 15 seasons. Um, I know, I know, but it's also Shonda Rhimes. What are you going to do? Tell her no? Absolutely not. So like a bazillion seasons, like 24 episodes per season. It's The amount of plot is actually insane. You can still move through a decent amount of plot in six to eight episodes. Killing Eve is a great example of this. Mm -hmm. That show was super exciting, wound incredibly tight, um, and no one needs more stuff. Like, you need those creative restraints to actually get to the good stuff. Otherwise, you just get a bunch of, like, filler episodes, which suck. So adopting a British style, that's honestly the only thing from Britain I think that Americans should steal, to be quite honest.
0: Yeah, maybe the drinking culture would, would help our puritanical spirits a little bit. But uh, Oh, yeah. please. Like,
1: we we got that down with frats and sororities. Like, we chill Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, no, but that's like violent drinking as opposed to just like mm. you go to the pub at the end of the day and you have two drinks and you go home. You're not drunk. You just like had two drinks. And yeah, now on Saturdays you DC. get sloppy. Yeah, that's, that's also, that is also DC. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, like the DC like,
1: culture sucks. So yeah, I like, I see, like, I see that point.
0: Like Sherlock or Luther... Like mm-hmm. each one like three or four episodes for the season. Then it's you wait good. like six years for the next one. Who cares? It's great. Uh, I find that like a lot of the um, shows that are made for net, that Netflix and Amazon are making are much shorter seasons and much tighter. So like I really mm-hmm. enjoy Bosch on Amazon and it's like only eight or 10 episodes. And it's like, even that I'm like, y'all probably could have done this in like two hours less. But yeah, I get that. I I I, I do like the... Short, sweet, to the point—like, let's move on. Thing.
1: Short, sweet, and to the point. Let's move on. Is the new name of this podcast?
0: Yeah, short, sweet, to the point. Let's say. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, do we have anything else we want to touch on, or, or are we or, or are we done? <laughs> I think we've been talking for about half hours. I think
1: so. you know. I think I think we yeah. I think we might be done. I honestly would love to hear other people's unpopular uh, public culture opinions. So, if you have them, tweet at us. Um, because we will either con- like affirm you or we will shut you down horde. So yeah.
0: just let yeah. us know. We will violently do it. So please, uh, tweet us at take at, at taking ship and that's taking ship with a P as in popular. Um, and Maggie's at Maggie M012. I'm at Ellie Jacobs. Frank is at Frank spring until he becomes prime minister. And then presumably he will change it. Um, and then, um, We uh, do urge you to leave a uh, review and rate us and tell your friends about us. We ran an experimental little ad campaign on Facebook over the last couple of weeks for, you know, just a couple bucks and have seen a lot more people uh, like and follow our page. So we will try to be better at posting on Facebook. And uh, I'm very proud of us for managing to avoid politics for a whole half hour on this podcast. That's good job on us. And since Frank's not around this week, um, we will not continue our war on the sea. And unless Maggie's connection is completely dead, uh, Maggie, you still there, or are you totally gone? I'm here.
1: Maggie's I'm still here. here.
0: So, uh, Maggie, we're done. Thank God. Yeah. All right. We did it, though. We did it. I'm proud of us. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we 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 changed things up, and maybe we could should do this like once a quarter.
1: Yeah, it's honestly quite refreshing.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel good now. I can just go. You know catch up on all the news that I haven't read today and be sad.
1: Oh boy. Here we go.
0: All right. So with that, um, please, uh, thank you for listening again, please do rate us and follow us on Twitter. And uh, we'd love to hear your comments about, uh, un- unpopular, uh, cultural, cultural opinions. So thanks everybody.
1: Thanks everyone.